Blue Wire. With the first pick in the 2009 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Matthew Stafford. Stafford, step it up. Going left side. Watch Calvin. And so got him. Oh, baby, that was a rocket. And it's picked off. Intercepted by Darius Slade. No one will catch him. Welcome to episode 75 of the Michael Rothstein Show. I'm your host, as always, Michael Rothstein. This episode, as always, brought to you by Bet Online. Sports are coming back, or at least trying to, so go over to Bet Online. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE, get your welcome bonus, and have some fun. So, all right. Uh, obviously, we're doing podcasts. We'll just start off here. We're doing podcasts more intermittently now, at least until we kind of ramp up for training camp to begin again here toward the end of July. I'm planning on taking a little bit of a break here over the next couple of weeks. And we'll have some episodes here and there, but it'll be a little bit more intermittent, so don't wonder what happened if I'm not recording twice a week. I know really we haven't recorded in a week now anyways, so we've been taking a little bit of a different type of approach. But we'll get back to our normally regular scheduled podcasts here in a few weeks, but wanted to chat a little bit with you today because of the news that came out on Wednesday late in the afternoon that preseason games are going to be less than they were before this year, which is they're going down to two preseason games instead of the typical four. So what does that mean for the Detroit Lions? Well, it means that they're not going to play. And by the way, this is a source from that were told our Kevin Seifert, ESPN's Kevin Seifert, that and I'm going to read the beginning of his story here. The NFL has shortened its 2020 preseason to two games, a source said, part of a larger acclimatization plan for players after an unprecedented virtual offseason program during the coronavirus pandemic. So what does this mean directly for Detroit? Let's start there. It's not entirely clear yet which games will get scrapped as According to Seifert's story, they will still try to play one home game and one away game for each team. But if you look at the dates and look at the schedules, it's entirely possible that the games that get cut for the Lions are the game at New England, which was supposed to be in week one of the preseason uh, on August 13th, and then potentially the Bills game on September 3rd, but maybe not. I mean, because if they're going aiming for one home and one away, the Lions are, at least as of now, until it's officially announced, scheduled to play at New England in week one of the preseason, home against the Jets in week two, at Miami in week three, and home against the Bills in the preseason finale. So the Lions will still play two of those games. They'll likely play one of the Bills and the Jets and one of the Patriots and the Dolphins as they're matched up with the AFC East. So part of this is happening because players are going to need a longer ramp-up process, a longer acclimation process, because, sure, they've been working out, in theory, as we've seen against NFLPA advice. Some have been working out in groups, Matthew Stafford among them, with some guys like Jamal Agnew uh, and others. So, yes, 
players have been working out. But we don't know what type of shape every player is going to come back in. Football, as we know, physically demanding game. And we always see it towards the start of every preseason and back in the spring anyway. Guys suffer soft tissue injuries. They roll ankles. They, you know, they sprain knees. And if you're the NFL, knowing that you might have positive COVID tests throughout the year and knowing you might lose players to that, why compound that by potentially forcing players into preseason games without a proper ramp-up process that could force more injuries and then cause even greater strain to rosters. So that's one reason why this makes a ton of sense. And the other thing, too, here is that, yeah, it's going to give the NFL, I think, a chance to look at maybe a couple of other things when it comes to what their preseason might look like in the future. They'll probably will not admit to that, but there's always been a call um, basically looking at maybe changing the preseason a little bit. And, you know, people who are in favor of that say preseason games, they're not watched a lot. It's not good for fans necessarily. That fourth preseason game, no starters play. Obviously, Player, people who want the fourth preseason game say that, hey, that's where players can sometimes make rosters. That's where some decisions are made. And we've seen that in the past. Kerry Heider uh, for the Lions is a great example of that in that I don't know if he would have made the team a few years ago had he not had a standout performance against the Bills in the fourth preseason game. And that preseason game alone really propelled him to have a pretty good NFL career. Who knows what happens if that game doesn't happen? Kerry Hyder might get cut, and then Kerry Hyder might be out of the NFL instead of now playing with Dallas again. And he's been in the league for, what, four, five, seven, six years now? I mean, that's that's a pretty good NFL career when you look at it. And, I mean, for him, you, you yeah, he... He made the Lions at the end of 15. Then he really made the Lions in 16. He was with them until 18. And Sorry, he's with San Francisco now, but he's bounced around the league a little bit. But, yeah, he made a pretty good career out of it after making the team in large part because of that fourth preseason game. And we'll be back right after this break to break down a little bit more of what this could mean for the Lions, both in training camp and ahead in the future and some other stuff as well. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day long, every day live on their website. If you're looking for something else other than sports, which maybe you are this time of year, I don't know, BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. And now, back to our show. So, yeah, basically, as we were talking about, this, this is an interesting situation. Because the coaches, the general manager, Bob Quinn, the pro personnel evaluation staff, they all have a shorter period of time to evaluate their prospects now. And you heard Bob Quinn talk about it way back in April, that this would be a much more difficult year 
for undrafted free agents to make the team and frankly even probably for late round draft picks to make the team because the spring and early training camp is a lot of times when they really start to make their mark and put themselves in position to either make the roster to get other opportunity to get more opportunities or to have a chance maybe in that fourth preseason game to shine and then get on the team those opportunities aren't really going to be there all that much this year because Coaches are going to be very much worried about getting the guys that they know are going to be on their team ready to go because they haven't had that spring. So more attention likely is going to be paid to the Matthew Staffords, the Marvin Joneses, the Kenny Galladays, the Tracy Walkers of the world, at least with the Lions, than maybe, say, your back end of the roster guys, the guys that you know would have maybe had a shot to really – push for a roster spot but maybe don't now guys even like a Bo Benchawal who people were talking about as potentially a guy that could fight for a roster spot yes the Lions know him a little bit more but is he going to get as much attention maybe now as say a Jonah Jackson or a Logan Stenberg both of who were drafted and are going to need time to ramp up and get acclimated because hey one of them could end up being a starter this year Yeah, I mean, that could be a big problem. You have a guy like Hunter Bryant, who maybe I think has the best chance of any undrafted free agent to make the Lions. He's a tight end, but they need to get TJ Hawkinson ready to go, and TJ Hawkinson missed some time last year. You have to make sure Jesse James is good to go, and then you figure out whether Bryant or Isaac Nott is your third tight end. So those guys like that are, are maybe in a bit more trouble now than they would have been in the past, and the impact that they maybe have to sh- has have to show might be immediate for some undrafted guys to come in and, and really earn a spot. So training camp will still be the same, but you know some of those guys have made impacts before in preseason games, and, and obviously not necessarily any of the guys on the roster currently. But you look in years past: Joseph Fourier, the aforementioned Kerry Hyder, Zach Zenner made the Lions and carved out a nice career based off of a really strong preseason his first year in the league. See, last year you look at C.J. Moore, you look at Kevin Strong, go back a couple years, look at Adarius Barnes. All those guys made this made the Lions off of strong preseasons and strong springs. That's just the truth. So that opportunity might not be there nearly as much for some players as it would have been in the past. Even a guy like a, like a John Piacini or a Jay Sean Cornell, like those guys right now are going to have to come in and play well right away. I think there's a roster spot for at least one of them, but the Lions are going to need to make sure Deshaun Hand is ready to go because Deshaun Hand missed most of last year. You want to see him in action a little bit more. You know, guys like Kevin Strong, who made the team, like we were just talking about, as a UDFA last year, then got hurt. You want to see what he has as well, and you're only going to see that through training camp, and that might mean more work also in these now two preseason games if they happen. So that's something to think about when you're thinking about roster construction for the Lions and what could happen here. It's way too early to predict those sorts of things, other than I feel pretty comfortable saying that Matt Prater and Matthew Stafford will be on the roster this year. Uh, but when you look at it, when you're looking, thinking about the roster, when you're thinking about the start of training camp, which I know everybody's starting to do, when 
understand that those opportunities and now with two preseason games instead of four, according to Kevin Seifert, is going to potentially be something to watch when it comes to how teams end up constructing their rosters this year. You could see maybe more veteran presence than you would in years past, where instead of saying, all right, we're going to go with, uh, let's look at, at safety, for example, right? Maybe instead of going with a Jalen Elliott, who's an undrafted free agent from Notre Dame, pretty good player, maybe instead you stick with C.J. Moore or you stick with Miles Killebrew, who is more of a safety linebacker hybrid but and is a special team standout, but Jalen Elliott might have had more of an opportunity to surpass one of those guys for a backup safety role in prior years. So just something to consider, something to think about, as things progress here with the Lions throughout training camp, especially in some positions like wide receiver, especially where it's really crowded. And that's one last thing I would think about is what does this do for Jamal Agnew? Because Jamal Agnew, everyone knows what he can do as a returner. People know what he can do on special teams. But I think he needs to show himself as a receiver in games in order to make sure he's on the roster. And there are going to be few oppor- fewer opportunities now for him to do that in a very, very crowded position. Look, the Lions have 12 receivers on the roster right now, including Jamal Agnew. The Lions are familiar with about half of them, maybe a little bit more, because you've got Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola, then guys like Travis Fulham, Chris Lacey, Tom Kennedy, Victor Bolden, Marvin Hall, who were on the team last year, along with now newcomers in vets, Geronimo Allison and Jeremy Davis, and then the draft pick, Quintez Cephas, and then you've got Jamal Agnew. So I'm really curious to see what happens with Jamal Agnew right now when it comes to that roster spot and and how many reps he gets here as we go forward into training camp. And while we're obviously on the topic of COVID and things that might change and be different, there's one other thing to think about here. And I haven't seen many people talk about it yet, but I'm just going to address it right now because I think it's going to come up. And especially as things continue to progress or not progress with COVID-19. You look at Major League Baseball, you look at the NBA, and you're starting to see players opt out for various reasons, whether it's health reasons, and you're seeing it in the WNBA too, whether it's health reasons, whether it's family reasons, and basically saying, I'm not playing this year, I'm sitting out this year. I do wonder whether that's going to come to the NFL as well, and kind of what the NFL would do about that and how they would handle it. They, I haven't seen anyone really talk about that yet, I haven't seen anyone really discuss it yet, but I do wonder what players are going to do about that because I know for a fact there are some players who are concerned about COVID who definitely do not want to catch COVID. There's legitimate fear there. And I mean, even when you listen to Bo Scarborough on our podcast last month, you could hear, or maybe it was two months ago, um, you could hear him say, yeah, I'm going to show up with a mask and I'm going to show up and I don't want to catch coronavirus. I don't want to catch COVID. And I'm sure, listen, no one wants to catch COVID, right? No one wants to catch coronavirus, but there's going to be different levels of concern and fear, I think, with different players. And I'll be curious to see if some players make difficult decisions not to play this year because of that concern and how the NFL handles it. Again, just something to think about. Maybe no players do it. Maybe every player shows up and plays, but 
I don't know, man. That's that's something to definitely watch. I can tell you this. I flew for the first time last week. Uh, I went to North Carolina to see some family because I haven't seen them since December. And I flying was weird. I, I posted a little bit about it on Instagram, but flying was strange. The airport, DTW, was empty. Most people, thankfully, were wearing masks, but you didn't see everyone wearing masks in airports. I, I saw some employees in the airport not wearing masks and that that rattled me that unsettled me i'll be completely straight with you there you know on the plane itself and, and i've talked about this i think i tweeted i don't remember if i tweeted about it or not but there was a man who had his mask around his chin on the plane sitting fairly close to me i actually went to the flight attendant and I said hey can you please ask him to put up his mask and she and she went to him and asked and he did and everything was fine but still that was me taking one and i'm a Season flyer, I fly all the time. Usually around this time of year, I'm getting ready to head abroad. Uh, obviously not doing that this year. And yeah, flying was really strange and really weird. So again, you know, just all these things to think about here as COVID continues to be a major problem in the United States. And just something to watch, something to consider, because you're seeing positive tests pop up in every sport. And that's going to happen in the NFL as well, as players start to return to training camp. It's just going to happen. It's just the inevitability. And I'm curious to see what the NFL does and how the NFL handles these things from here on out, because I'm really interested to see what the NFL's plan is, what their overall strategy is going to be. Do they create a separate COVID IR? Do they expand practice squad rosters? Do they make it a free transfer from practice squad to the active roster? If they do expand the the practice squad, do they then say, okay, you know, we're going to expand the practice squad by six and four of those guys can be veterans of any year. So a guy like, say, we'll just use Jamal Agnew as an example, or we'll use Kenny Wiggins or Ode Abouche as examples. Say those guys don't make the team. They wouldn't be practice squad eligible, but they can still be on the practice squad. There's a new practice squad because you might have a situation where you would need a veteran and, and you don't necessarily want to bring somebody in somebody else into the facility and then they would have to get COVID tested because what happens if it happens on a Friday or a Saturday and you need a quick replacement there has to be protocols in place for that to happen there has to be a strategy in place for that to happen among so many other things that need to be talked about need to be discussed so I'm really curious to see what the NFL's plan is the NFL has had the benefit of time for months to look at what other sports have done, to see how they've approached coming back. And hopefully they've learned from that, uh, from writing the top-ranked boxing story that I did last month about top ranks return to Vegas and to their MGM bubble. And listen, they've had their fair share of COVID tests come up positive and issues there, and they've adjusted as they go. But knowing how much Brad Jacobs put in to doing that and to reading all of the manuals, you read manuals from movie studios, from corporations, from other leagues, from other sports. Uh, the NFL's had more time than anyone to really come up with a comprehensive and smart plan. So you hope that they've done it. And I'll be cur really curious to see what that is when it fully comes out and how it does protect players and coaches and front office members and anyone who's going to be around and in group settings throughout the entire year. So that's going to be something to watch throughout July. Probably podcasted about, about it more than once here as we go through the month of July, as we get ready for training camp. As always, want to thank my producer, David Woodley. Want to thank Regents Field. Want to thank Blue Wire. Want to thank 
betonline.ag for being our continuous sponsor here. And as always, follow me on Twitter and on Instagram, although honestly I won't be on there much the next few weeks, at Mike Rothstein, on Facebook at Michael Rothstein Journalist. We have a really cool story actually coming out in July that I will likely podcast about, so definitely that's coming. And yeah, we will chat with you soon. <laughs>